0: How are you guys doing this morning? Good, good, yeah. How are you doing? Good, good, good. Um, I'm not a Michigan fan, just in case you guys are wondering. Um, But congrats to you guys and happy, is it opening season, right? Opening hunting season? I don't even know. I've never been hunting. Yeah, yeah. Surprised to see some of you guys here. But hey, we're, we're going to be in, uh, we're going to continue in our Timothy series. Uh, last week, right, Jim talked about uh, false teachers, right? Uh, Paul's warning to false teachers. Um, and we're going to kind of continue in that same uh, topic. Uh, but Paul kind of gets into this thought process of like, uh, you know, be careful of these people, right, who are teaching wrong things about Jesus who are rejecting his teachings but then he kind of pauses and he gets into this like mode of just wow like thank you god right i could have been a false teacher right he gets into this mode of like those false teachers even though they they stink and they're leading people astray he kind of pauses and says oh my goodness that was me i could easily be those false teachers Right? And so um, we're going to kind of see Paul continue to uh, put himself in a place before the Lord, and, and, and he's going to kind of humble well, he's going to humble himself and say, "Man, this is who I was before I met Christ. This is who I was before I met Christ." And so uh, let me just pray for us, because um, I, I think some of us are going to really dig deep into our past uh, t- this, this morning. Um, and some of us are going to get depressed about it, right? But I hope as you dig into your past, as you reflect on your past, that you see the goodness and the love and the grace and the mercy of God, right, despite your past, because that's what Paul does, right? Uh, and so let me just pray for us. God, it, it really is a joy to be able to bring your word, um, to be able to celebrate uh, our people moving, uh, to celebrate our people um, providing meals on a really tough week. And, and thank you for that. Thank you for the strength for that. Thank you for the, the food for that. Uh, but this morning, God, I just ask that you speak to us. Um, you help us not forget where we came from, what you saved us from. And uh, as we go into Timothy, um, help us just to learn But not just learn, but also help us to be transformed because of the gospel. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. All right, let's get right into it. Uh, In in verse twelve, right, Paul gets to this this uh, this verse, and he gets into this thought process. And he says, in verse twelve, he says, "I thank him who has given me strength." Remember, he's he's writing to Timothy, and. you know and he's he's writing this letter to a guy who's a leader uh, at a church that he Paul planted at the same time this leader Timothy who was by his side for a while right and he's writing to Timothy and he says I thank him who has given me strength Christ Jesus our lord right because he judged me faithful appointing me to his service be careful of these false Of of these false teachers, Timothy. Pauses and he says, "I thank the Lord. I thank the Lord because He considered me a servant. I thank the Lord because He has given me strength to be a faithful servant. And and you might kind of think that's kind of weird, but uh, Paul answers this answers the why. Like, why is Paul thanking God right now in such an awkward?" spot in, in a letter, right? Why is he thanking God? And, and Paul reflects on who he was in his past time. And in verse 13 he says this, though formally, I was a blasphemer, I was a persecutor, an insolent opponent. Right? That, that, that's that word, a, a violent opponent. Right? He says, I thank God that I am considered to be a faithful servant, because this is who I was, right? I was a blasphemer, a persecutor, an insolent opponent, but I have received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief. So let, let me just kind of get into that first part of verse 13, right? Paul is not using these words lightly. A blasphemer is anyone who rejects the teachings of Christ. Right? In the New Testament, we see who Jesus says he is. Right? He says he is the son of man. He is the son of God. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Right? He came to heal those who are sick and not the healthy. Right? He came to save those who are sinful, the sinners and not the righteous. And Paul was saying, no, you didn't. You are not the Messiah. You are not who you say you are. And so this was Paul's message all throughout, his, uh, all throughout his life before he had a come-to-Jesus moment, right? He would say, Jesus is not who he says he is, and anyone who follows him, we're going to kill. And that's where Paul says, I was a persecutor. Man, I not only rejected the teachings of Christ and anything about Christ and all his miracles, water to wine, right? Healing of the sick, he didn't do any of that stuff. Right? He's not who he says he is. And so if anyone teaches that, we're going to kill them. We're going to drag them on the street. We're going to beat them. We're going to persecute them. And not only that, we're going to get violent with them. So other people who follow Christ will no longer follow Christ. So Paul has this in the back of his mind. He's saying, man, like that's, that's who I was. That's who I was. But yet God still considers me his servant. A faithful servant. He has considered me to, he has given me strength to serve him. Why? And he goes on, right? But I have received mercy because I had acted ignorant in unbelief. So let me explain that phrase I had acted ignorantly in unbelief, right? In a youth group, kids do wild things. (laughs) Um, Youth leaders, you you know this. And if you've ever been a youth leader, you know kids, right? Um, They don't think all the time they just do it right one of our uh, one of the expectations we have for J Road students is if you are questioning it don't do it right? <laughs> that's an expectation from them right if they need, if they need to ask a leader uh, it's most likely it could be the wrong thing to do and it might hurt someone so uh, we had we had a Thanksgiving uh, dinner uh, this past uh, Wednesday we had 30 kids um, and uh, they entered into a room the middle schoolers. When middle schoolers move, they move together. All right? If you've ever seen it, man, they, I, I don't know why, but they just move together. I'm like, do you even know each other? Um, they just yell. They just yell. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And so they went into this, this room, and they saw a frisbee. It was dark. <laughs> it was pitch black. And uh, one of the kids throws a frisbee. Right? He just throws a frisbee, and he hits some kid in the head, and they just run away. Right? They'd run away, start singing, Backstreet Boys, I Want It That Way, out in the front yard. Right? And we're like, what is happening? And one kid comes, uh, a kid who got hit with the frisbee says, someone hit me with a frisbee. And I know who it is. Right? I know who it is. That kid hit me in a, with the frisbee. And so I take this kid aside and said, dude, you hit this kid with a frisbee. Right in the head. Like we could tell he hit him in the head. Because it was on, I mean, he had a mark on his head <laughs> from the frisbee. And um, so I, I take this kid aside and say, dude, you got to apologize. He's like, I didn't know. I didn't know I hit him with a frisbee. Like, I just threw it in the middle of the dark. I, I, don't, I don't know. We were all in there, right? But this is what Paul says, right? Just because you didn't know that you hurt someone doesn't excuse you from your sin. And that's what Paul is saying. I didn't know that I was wrong. I thought I was right. But I had acted ignorantly. It does not excuse me from the fact that I was a murderer, a blasphemer, right? Even if I didn't know. In my ignorance, Christ considers me faithful, a faithful servant. In my sin that I didn't even know I committed, Christ has called me and appointed me to be a disciple, right? A lot of us have this story, man, where we have our past and and we look at it um, and we just think, God, how did you save me? How did you save me? And that's a good place to be. It's a good place to be when you look at your past and you say, Lord, thank you. Because sometimes when we look at accomplishments in life, we forget that Christ did that. That Christ has placed us in a place of success, in a place of wherever we are, right? Whatever success looks like, um, right? I live in an apartment with my wife, right? We're successful. Some of you guys might live in a house that has five bedrooms. You're successful. Some of you guys might live in a house that has one bedroom, one bath, and you're like, oh my gosh, like, why are we living here? No, no, God has placed a roof over your head. You are successful are you following the Lord you are successful right and Paul says this in in verse 14 it says despite my unbelief and ignorance he says the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus despite me being a blasphemer a persecutor an insolent opponent Someone who has rejected Christ, despite all my sin, Christ has called me and lavished his love on me. He has, his overflowing grace is on me. And it brings him to the state of God. Thank you. Thank you. And, man, I, I just hope um, when we look at our life, right, Um, we don't look at what we've done, but we look at what Christ has done. And, And that's what Paul does. He pauses and tells Timothy, man, I thank God. Look what he did in my life. I could easily be one of those people who has led people astray. In which Paul did lead people away from Christianity, from Jesus. And he's suffering those consequences as we see play out throughout Scripture people know his reputation, people know who he is, people are afraid of him, right? So he has to kind of say, look, Christ has transformed me. His gospel has changed me. And, you know, how you interpret your story of how you came to Jesus is very important. Because within your story of how you came to Jesus, you could either come out as a hero or Jesus can. And right, let me explain that. Right, we live in a culture where it says, fix yourself, love yourself. You could do it. You got this, right? You could change. Yes, you could change temporarily. You ever meet an addict uh, who doesn't realize like he's trying to do things alone? He's not going to be successful at overcoming his addiction. He needs people. He needs other people, right? There's this this idea that we come out as a hero in the story of us. But in the story of when you meet Jesus, how you interpret that is very, very important. Because you could either be pointing people to how you did it versus how God has done it. And that is really, really, really important. Because when you realize that God did it, that's transformation that's eternal that gives glory to the God the one and only God he takes the credit and you don't a lot of us want credit it's okay if we don't get it we don't need that glory we don't need that credit because we can't handle it you ever uh, compliment someone and you just say good job you are so awesome at this I bet you that person automatically they, they get big-headed in a way. Like you tell a singer, you are excellent, they go on The Voice, right? All of a sudden, they're on The Voice, right? It's something about those compliments where we have to redirect and say, God, thank you. Thank you. And we, we will see that as Paul does that. And in verse 15, right, he says, this is a trustworthy saying. And deserving of full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am foremost. Right? Paul just says the gospel. He says, This is the teaching you should be hearing from other teachers, this is what you should be hearing from teachers who have the pulpit teachers who have influence, people who have influence, anyone discipling you. He says, this is a trustworthy saying, deserving of full acceptance that I did not accept initially. He says, that Christ came into the world to save sinners of whom I am for most, right? So Paul, a rejecter of everything about Christ, he finally admits and says, Timothy, this is a trustworthy saying. That Christ did come to die and to save sinners. Of whom, right, he says, of whom I am the worst. And and, and Paul, again, um, Paul's not trying to say he's the worst sinner, right? It's not a competition where who could sin better. Paul is really reflecting and saying, man, I I, I am the worst. In Romans he says, a wretched man I am. I'm bad, I'm bad, he's bringing himself off the throne and putting Christ on the throne. And and this is what what he's trying to get at. He's trying to show Timothy, because Timothy is in a place of leadership, a place of discipleship, and it, it, it could be really easy for Timothy to become a false teacher, and he's trying to remind Timothy like, hey, this is the teaching. This is what you want to hear from other teachers, and this is what you should say, that Christ came and saved sinners. Um, man, we, we often think of Paul as some all-star, right? Um, and I think if Paul was standing up here today, he would say he wasn't. Not trying to be like super humble or anything. He, he, he I think if Paul was here today, talking to us he would truly say like no i am who i am because of christ and i think a lot of you guys have that story a lot of you guys have a story to share a story to to rub shoulders with other people that that people need to hear your story right they need to hear this this, that you received mercy in verse 16 it says but i received mercy for this reason that in me as a as the foremost, uh, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who, uh, who were to believe in him for eternal life. Right? I think we all have this story where, where Christ is, is an example of something. His characteristics show, right? Paul, again, he would be the definition, not an all-star, but he would be the definition of someone so far gone. That Christ can't save him. Right? He would be the definition of someone so far removed from Christianity and Jesus that we would look at Paul and say, that guy's done. <laughs> He's going to hell. Right? And Paul says in verse 16, right, he says, no, like I, I received mercy for this reason. I received mercy and you know what? In my story, he says, we see Christ is patience towards people who we think are too far gone. He became an, an example of the lowest of lows, of the most sinful people. I know, like, if, if we, I, mean, I this is one thing I struggle with, right? The people on the corner, I just struggle. Like, can God save them? Can God save them? I know you guys have those people in your, in your life where you're just like, man, can God save that person? Can God truly save that person? Yes, he can. If he saved you, he could save that person on the corner. He could save that, per- that woman at the Odyssey. He could save that person at the bar downtown at Sochi Bowl. Right? He could save the person in jail who just killed her whole entire family. He can he did it with Paul. He can do it with others around us. And he did it with you. Guys, your story, as you reflect on it, can help point people to Jesus. Some of us have had rougher pasts than, uh, I mean, my past, I mean, if you look at it, it's like a marshmallow. Right? It's fluffy. <laughs> um, it's, it's, uh, it's, just, it's just sweet. You know? But some of your guys, right, you got, you got, they're it's it's jagged right be, like i'm not saying be proud of that but look back at that and say man god you have saved me and i look at my fluffy past and i'm saying man god thank you for not letting me experience hurt because i don't know how i would be today if i did experience certain things that you guys experience your story matters and it needs to be shared and so um let me share something with you. I asked my wife if I could share this with, with, with full permission. I asked her like three times. Um, so my wife's pregnant, right? Um, man, right? Um, and, and it, just to take you on a fast forward journey of like a, a quick journey on this, right? When we first moved to Michigan, um, we were trying. We tried for two years, right? Um, <laughs> you know, I was, we just we just did it, <laughs> right? <laughs> no pun intended. Like we were trying, <laughs> man. We were we were trying for for two years, and we were like, "What is going on? What is going on? What is going on?" Right? And then, um, you know, the like Janine felt this call on on her life to to go back to school. Um, no she has her degree in uh, exercise science and nutrition, and she wanted she was going to be a dietitian and uh but she just when we moved here she just felt like the Lord was not calling her to that right and so she becomes she she went to baker's she became a nurse uh fast forward to twenty twenty three um we start trying again right um there was moments throughout the year where we would try, and let's see what would happen right but once school was over right we we were like let's let's try this again let's let's go let's go all in um i know dual income what are we going to do with two incomes right we've never had that before and so uh we were just like let's 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 make a baby uh so 2023 hits Uh, we're trying we're trying uh july hits and we're starting to get discouraged you know Two years ago we couldn't try and we're having the same we could have conceive and now we were having the same problem seven months in and i'm sure some of you guys have had longer moments um but you know what seven months feels like you know what a month feels like when you're trying to have a kid it feels like eternity right and you feel hopeless um you feel like what's wrong with me um and so uh, july hits and we go to this doctor um, I've never been to OB before, and I was just, my world was opened up to many things, right? <laughs> I was just like, uh, I started to ask many questions, like, what's that? What are we doing? What's the, uh? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> And so, um, and uh, the OB sits with us and says, you know, like, why do you take these pills? Why do you take these pills? And uh, my wife and I have a strong conviction. If there's any, if, if there's anything a doctor prescribes that's going to alter our body and our, our decision making, uh, we we try not to take it, right? Um, we, we try not to take it, and that that's just our conviction. Um, and so we didn't, we didn't. We knew we weren't going to go through any other step of fertility or anything like that. Um, Because one, we're young and we don't have thousands of dollars to just be doing that, right? Uh, But two, it was just a strong conviction um, until August rolls around, right? On vacation. You know what happens on vacation. Um, And, uh, you know, September happens. um, September happens and, like, about to head to work and Janine's like, look at this. And it's a pregnancy test, right? And she's like, "Uh, I'm pregnant. And I'm like, I'm like text my sister that picture. Because my sister, whatever, I don't know why we go to my sister. She's just a (laughs) nurse, right? Uh, And she tells us, she's like, "Uh, that's 99% pretty true. Janine starts making all these calls to the OB again and all these things. And uh, we get the sonogram and we just see this little flutter of the heart. And um, I couldn't help but just say, thank you, God. Right. No, I, I share that story not because of what we did. right? Yes, we did something, but Christ did everything. Christ gave us the bodies to do so. Christ gave us the... the the strength, the faith, whatever it was, right, he did all of that, right? And despite all of this, right, uh, we came to a conclusion before we went to, uh, before we were trying, uh, Janine and I sat down and said, hey, if we have a kid, awesome. If we don't, awesome. Christ is still good. And so that is one of our stories in Janine, in, in the Alaxamana household, It's a story we are more than gladly to share with others. Look, I don't know if we're going to lose this baby. I don't know if we're going to have this baby. But one thing I do know, right, Christ is still good. And he heard us. It's still a long journey, but it's a story. It's a story that others need to hear. And you guys have that same story and that's what Paul is saying, right in the last verse, right? He says, "To the king of the ages, immortal, invisible." I, right Paul's saying, "I didn't even believe that Christ was invisible or immortal, right? I didn't even believe that Christ was God or the only God, but he says, "Be honor and glory forever and ever to him. Jesus Christ. He gives them all the credit and glory. Paul did wonderful things. There's a laundry list of how God used Paul. He healed people. People touched his cloak. They were healed. He was bitten by snakes. He was shipwrecked. There was all these things. But never once did Paul say, I am the man. No, he said, no, Christ is the man. To him be glory forever and ever, amen. And in the last few verses, closing out chapter one, he says, this charge I entrust to you, Timothy, my child, my disciple, the person I poured into, in accordance with the prophecies previously made about you, right? Uh, When we commissioned you to go be a pastor in Ephesus, a leader in Ephesus, right? Uh, Whatever those, like, whatever those giftings were, right? Made about you, he says, uh, by them, you made wage in a good warfare. Fight the f- good fight. He says, hold the faith. Hold the faith that Christ is the Savior who came to save sinners. He says, um, and, and a good conscience, right? Be clear-minded. Be sober-minded, right? Don't let anyone poison your mind here. Um, and he says, by, by this, some have uh, made a shipwreck of their faith, among whom are Hymen- Hymenaeus and Alexander, uh, whom I have handed over to Satan that they may... Learn not to blast. And right, Paul makes a full circle. He says, Thank you, God, for who I am because of you. All credit goes to you. Right, Timothy, don't forget that. Don't forget how Christ has saved you. Reflect on those things and give him glory. Um, and he says, Right, Timothy, this is a trustworthy saying that Christ is the Savior. And he says, Don't waver for that. Don't be like other false prophets who are teaching other things for themselves. He says, May that be the main focus. That Christ is Savior. Give him the honor. Give him the glory. He is who he says he is. Let's pray. God, you're good. Uh, in, all, in the good things and the bad things, um, you're good. And it's hard to say that you're good in the, in the bad. Um, But we look at Paul's life, we look at his words, we look at his encouragements to Timothy. um, And he, man, he just reflects back on all the things you have done for him. And one of the things he really reflects back on is is his past before he met you. He uses that story to further your gospel, to further uh, your purpose, to further your glory. God, we all have a story like Paul. Every single one of us. So Lord, I just ask that we, as a church, will go out and rub shoulders with other people so that we can share our Christ story. So that we can share the examples of how Christ has been faithful in the good and the bad. Man, God. God. You have loved us. You have lavished your love on us. I pray when we look back, we realize that, as Paul did. And as Thanksgiving rolls around, we we really sit down with family. We really sit down with our spouses, and we say, "Can, can we just take a moment and see where Christ has shown up this year? Where he has been patient, where he has been enough, where he has provided, where he has been good, where he's been loving, where he has been the comforter. All glory be to Christ. All glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.